Welcome to the Functional Wellness Podcast with your host, Dr. Allison debardo Goggin. This show is bringing you the best in functional medicine, the mindset of healing with a dose of inspiration. Dr. Allison is committed to helping you understand your body and symptoms by finding the root cause and then working with simple and effective treatments to get you back to feeling your best. Dr. Allison has authored multiple books on hormones, pregnancy, and healing, and is the owner of Little Black Bag Functional Medicine. Please welcome your host, Dr. Allison. Hi, everyone. Welcome today. This is Dr. Allison, and today we have Julie here with us, and she's going to be talking to us about mindfulness and mind-body connection. For over 20 years, she has been a leader in health and wellness, and her experience includes corporate on-site fitness centers, wellness initiative, public speaking, training and health coaching, everyone from models to mature osteoporotic populations. And she is a passionate mindfulness facilitator for individuals, academic settings, and corporations. She loves leading clients to understand and optimize the power of the mind-body connection. And when we met a couple of weeks ago at her office, I just knew that I wanted to share information with everyone because it's so important to incorporate our mindset to our healing with our body and bring it all together. So thank you so much, Julie, for being here with us today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm thrilled. Like I, I just shared with you before we started, I, I loved your first book that I read. So, so good. So I'm just thrilled to be here. So tell me a little bit more about you. Uh, where are you in St. Louis? Tell me a little bit about your family. Yeah, sure. So I am uh, in Wyoming, um, and I am from St. Louis, although I lived kind of all over the place. I've been on both coasts, um, and I went to school in Indiana, so kind of all over the place a little bit. Uh, but like we do, we always like find our way back, and I very much fit that mold. So I um, have a lot of family here, and um, like of all the roles I play, the most important is mom. I have two daughters, 11 and 15. And I think that's probably part of why I am so drawn to this work is that, um, you know, there, it's a tough time to be a kid right now, especially a girl, I think. Um, I said that 11 to 15 range is, is a tough one. So, um, yeah, I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of loved ones where I live, and it's just a wonderful place to be. I love it. So tell me a little bit more about your expertise regarding health and wellness. Right. So I started probably... I won't tell you exactly the year because it's going to make me feel really old, a long time ago uh, in health and wellness. And I actually uh, got one of the first degrees from a program that was um, considered a wellness degree. So it was exercise physiology and wellness. Um, when I started, I, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. I worked in a setting of a corporate setting, on-site fitness facility, fitness testing, all that good stuff. Ironically, I was probably, um, it was one of the times in my life where I was the least healthy. Um, I definitely was not connected, you know, very much focused on the physical, but definitely not focused on the mind piece. So I saw, I happened to see, you know, a lot of that in the fitness world back in those days, it sort of attracted these people that were kind of this philosophy of, you know, I'm, I'm fighting against, right. I'm fighting against my body or I'm fighting to get fit rather than what we understand now is that, you know, can't get there from there, right? You, you got to love yourself first before you make those changes. But um, it was very much the mode I think, back when I when I started so long ago. <laughs> Do you feel like a lot of your people say my body is failing me instead yes. of 
the other way around of I need to work with my body and partner with my body. Oh my gosh, that's absolutely. And if I have, I mean, if I had a nickel for over the years, all the times I've heard women say, oh my gosh, you know, at the start of the year, you know, I'm going to be fighting again. Or it, and it's always this sense of fighting against. Um, in my own life, it was actually sort of ironic how it happened. I did spend a lot of time in that, you know, the fighting against. I, I, I went into the whole fat-free craze, which is probably the most unhealthy thing you could possibly do. Um, did a lot of crazy stuff to myself. And then ironically, it was becoming pregnant that changed my mindset. And I said, okay, I basically gave in. And I said, okay, well, not about me anymore. It's about my baby. And so I'm just going to start listening to my body. And ironically, that's what I needed. Um, it changed everything from there. And I, I really realized that shift uh, between the fighting against and the um, thinking everything is just a hard struggle. Um, and then coming to that point where it becomes completely different. It becomes loving yourself, accepting yourself, nourishing yourself, right? Completely different mindset. And all of that leads you to where you want to be. That sounds like your aha moment. Yeah, it kind of was <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, very much so. So I, I think it took that for me to sort of stop what I was doing, right? And, and really become um, introspective and intuitive. And, and that's what we all really need to sort of connect with ourselves and be healthy anyway. But it, it very much was, yeah. Do you find a lot of your people get into the mode of punishment towards their body where their mindset is punishment rather than again, like we said, my body's failing me versus now I have to punish myself. Like that January, I messed up over the holidays. So now it's time to whip myself into shape. But it never lasts because that mode of punishment and self-hate never brings you back into that space of where you really need to be. Uh, a thousand percent. And I, I would actually even classify punishment as really even a lot of diets that people think, you know, are going to get them. because. And I've just, I just had this conversation with a woman who, oh gosh, the scale wasn't moving the right way. And she said, well, I'm going to try this new diet and I'm going to cut all this out and all this out. And, you know, I looked at her and I said, you know, how about if we change the way we're thinking about this rather than cutting it out? What if we try to add some really good in, right? You're adding in something that's a superfood. You're adding in extra things that are going to make you feel amazing. And I could see the change in her face. I mean, she was like, oh, I guess I never thought of it like that. And, and I told her, the minute you tell yourself I can't or I don't, or I don't, you know, it's a completely different mindset, right? That's taking something away from you. Well, what if we just change that, right? I love to tell people you can eat anything you want. You can literally eat anything you want, but here's what you want to do. Be intuitive about it, right? Connect with yourself. How do you feel after you do that? Do you feel good? You know, do you feel healthy? Do you feel energetic? That's the stuff that you want to connect with because that's the stuff. That's not a diet, right? That's not a quick fix that's going to get you somewhere and, and put you back six months later. That's the sort of stuff that fuels you forever, right? That's the stuff that helps you make a change that just makes you feel good. So you keep it because you feel good, not because you have to. I love talking about intuitive eating, but I also really don't agree with it for some people because I think about myself. And right. I'll put myself out there. So sometimes my intuitive eating looks like Dr. Pepper and Oreos. So I have to be <laughs> really careful to not fall into this trap. And I think when we're not mindful, we're not intuitive, we're not connected, that's really where intuitive eating doesn't work. So how do you bring your people, your clients back into balance with mindfulness so 
they don't go, well, she said I could eat whatever I want. I'm going to McDonald's. I'm going through the drive-through. Let's get it done. How do you exactly. bridge that gap for your people? Great. It's a great question, and it's totally valid. We live in a world where a lot of us are so um, disassociated from our bodies um, that we don't even really know what feeling good feels like. So I think that there probably is a period for most people where you have to kind of learn that, right? So with mindfulness, I feel like it's not a one thing you do or a check the box. It's, um, it's something that you practice and you get better at, right? So we have a relationship with ourselves. Our goal is to um, explore that and make that stronger. So it's a thing that happens over time. What I would say um, in a case like that is, you know, obviously you're going to start with some basics here, adding in as many fruits and vegetables, water, because we know that that's good for you, right? Going to make you feel fuller, it's going to make you feel better. I think that you know that intuitive piece is something that you sort of learn along the way. Whereas if you're practicing this healthy stuff, you've got that habit sort of set, right? You've got a couple healthy habits set. Usually that's enough for somebody to go, okay, I, I know, like I know if I eat an Oreo, what am I feel like, right? It's still a choice to do it or not. And I, again, I don't believe in cutting anything out that you can't have. But I think what happens in a case like that is you train yourself to say, you know, I'll have one, but I just, I really just want the one. And, and the other thing that happens, I think, Allison, as a result of this sort of a healthy eating over time is that you don't want that stuff as much anymore. It really, right? It becomes cumulative. So, or you have it and you go, you know what? That wasn't really worth it. <laughs> I'm probably not going to do that again for a little while. Um, so I think it's a process. I think it's very much a process. And again, going back to whenever you, think you, you know, you fall off the wagon you know, and it, it happens. Everybody has that happen. You, you simply tell yourself, okay, now what I'm going to do instead of beating myself up about this, I'm going to do something healthy for myself. I'm going to have a glass of water. I'm going to make a spinach smoothie. I'm going to do something that makes me feel better, right? And then it helps me kind of stay on track. You know, you bring up another really important point. And I think this is so, so important. For We're all so hard on ourselves, right? And it's like the whole thing of the black or white thinking, and you know, either all good or I'm all None of us all have good days and bad days and to love yourself on the down day oh, excuse me the dog's crazy uh you're gonna have one, right um my dog thinks the mailman's gonna come get us um, bad days right so when you have the bad days you accept them you love them right and it just becomes part of who you are and you get right back on the next day so and not every treat is a bad thing because right, right. maybe your adrenals need that extra boost of sugar or fat or salt. And if you're looking at a hamburger, you can make good choices with it. It doesn't mean you have to have a fast food hamburger. You can go somewhere and create that healthier version of what you need. So we right. can have the cravings, indulge them in a healthy way, still love ourselves, still feel good, yeah. move on and enjoy it. It's not about punishment and then or sneaking or hiding habit as we <laughs> sometimes do, right? So right. I mean a thousand percent. And it's the whole back to the and this has been around forever, but that 80-20 rule, right? If most of the time you're making really good choices and you're feeling empowered with what you're doing, then that 20% you have you have room to play, right? And you can and, and and that's where I think life becomes really fun. Because you can go to the birthday the birthday party and have a piece of cake, right? But you're not gonna crave it the day after that. The day after that it's just a different mindset and also when you're nourishing your body on a regular basis like that you don't have the same level of cravings right you're not going to have these extreme cravings because you're getting the nutrients that you need on a regular basis so, absolutely yeah. so what do you find is the biggest help for your clients when you're walking them through this process 
Right. Um, the biggest help in terms of how they, they think or how they manage their health in general or? I would say, how do you, more about bridging that gap between mindfulness, food, movement, sleep, self-care. Right. 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 It's so good. Um, I believe it all starts in the mind. I really do. Um, you can be on a perfect program, but if you're telling yourself it's not working and you're telling yourself, uh, you know, you're doing all sorts of negative self-talk, it's, it's not going to last. And then you're going to tell yourself you were right, it was not going to work, and you're going to go back to your old habits. So it's very much a mindset. I would love to have, you know, every client that I work with have a non-negotiable, and that would be to every morning take 10 to 15 minutes, um, find a quiet place, just connect with themselves. I think it's incredibly important. Not only is it important for your mental well-being, but it sets the tone for your day, and it's also to yourself. So I, I do believe that all of us have this internal guidance that's way more profound than anything you're going to find in a, you know, a magazine or, any, or anybody else is going to tell you because that's guidance that's custom made for you. And so taking that time, right, each day, and if, again, it's a practice. If you do it on a regular basis, then you can hear your inner voice much more clearly than you would otherwise. And so I think that's the grounding piece. You know, you start with that. And you have that coming on a regular basis. The other stuff, I think, all becomes clearer and easier. Do you have any resources that you like to share with your clients about whether it's books or videos or seminars? What's your favorite tools to share? I do. So I have a couple books. Um, these are, you know, the change my life kind of books. Uh, at the risk of sounding cliche, they really did. Um, a couple of them would be, there's a book, Conversations with God, uh, Neil Donald Walsh, which is, was an amazing, amazing eye-opening uh, experience for me and really being able to connect with myself and listen to my own guidance. Um, anything by Eckhart Tolle, so A New Earth or The Power of Now, both uh, phenomenal resources in helping someone to understand that there's sort of two things going on in your mind. One is a sort of chatty, chatty voice, and one is the real you. And being able to see, you know, both of those clearly, those are amazing. Um, I'm also a big fan of Louise Hay. So uh, You Can Heal Your Life is a great book about understanding the mind-body connection. Um, yeah, those are probably the big ones. And then, of course, anything by John Kabat-Zinn, because he's really kind of the grandfather of mindfulness. He's got a bunch of stuff out there. And really, anything you'll find, he'll, he'll give you a greater insight into why it's important to practice mindfulness on a regular basis. I think we talked about Dr. Joe Dispenza when we met up too. I know, I can't believe I didn't mention him, thank you. <laughs> well, there's a long list that we could probably spend 45 minutes talking about books. That's um, right, we could. Yeah, You Are the Placebo is yeah. one of my favorites. And he has so much research in it that it's not just fluff, this isn't like a pretended made up thing that we're talking about. Mindfulness, mind-body connection is real. We have the research on it. We have the brain diagrams, the body diagrams. We have stories of healing and moving on um, that if this isn't guessing. This is real. This is real science here. It absolutely is. And thank you for reminding me because I'm a huge, huge fan of, of Joe Dispenza. Um, and exactly for the reason that you just mentioned, he does go into the, the chemistry of the brain. And it's fascinating if you have any interest in this at all in neuroscience. But he talks about essentially how, how the pathways that you're creating with certain thoughts, right? And creating certain thoughts create certain true neurological connections within your brain. 
Um, the amazing thing about that is that by changing your thoughts on a regular basis, you can you can really change your brain. I, I know it sounds crazy, but it's it's very much the truth. Yeah, so definitely um, anyone listening that has interest in that for sure, Joe Dispenza is an amazing resource. Absolutely. So is there anything else that you would like my listeners to know about mindfulness, your practice, and then tell us a little bit about how they can work with you? Sure. So, you know, there is one thing that I, I love to share. I think, you know, we do live in such a distracted world. It's so, so easy to be distracted by really anything. But I think that the challenge that we have um, living in modern day society is is connecting with ourselves. And I also happen to believe that we're all here for a very specific, unique, beautiful reason. And it's like I said, it's all unique to each person, but I think the distractions make it really hard to find. So I think what we are supposed to be doing here in this world is taking the best from all the resources that we do have, but coming back to that practice of the, the um, internally and being mindful because that's the only way you know what your purpose is, right? That's the only way you can hear that very small voice um, in your head. It starts off small, right? It's a small little whisper maybe that a thought you have and you go, oh, forget that, you know, and then, and then you hear it again a week later and then it gets a little louder and then it shows up as maybe a headache, right? And you start doing this, that, and the other and then you start feeling like super frustrated. My point being is that when you and you hear that voice, I think it really means something. And so I think all the drama in the world that all people are attracted to, but I find a lot of times around women that they seem like they're um, spending a lot of time in things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. And I would so much rather tell that, you know, connect internally, go inside, because the drama that you're experiencing is keeping you from your work, right? It's keeping you from your purpose. It's keeping you from, from greater aspirations. And I think aspirations what true joy is anyway so I would say definitely being mindful is the path to I think true joy for sure um, in terms of working with me so I'm in st. Louis uh, my website is um, www.thrivehealthcoaching.guru and my email is Julie at thrive health excuse me Julie at guru um, I do exploratory sessions for free so if you just want to give me buzz and tell me what's going on for uh, health coaching um, I also do corporate presentations for mindfulness. Um, I am getting ready to start a program at, a, um, at an elementary school as well. I'm really excited about too. So those would be the ways to connect with me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you being here and sharing with us and really just giving all of us the belief that we have the power to step into mindfulness and connect with our body and be more appreciative than punishing. So oh. wonderful. Thank you. You are so welcome. And thank you for all the work you're doing. It's phenomenal. And, and um, all the stuff that you're doing about, well, everything that you do, but that I just got done telling her that I just read the book, um, Healing the Woman Within, and it was a phenomenal look at how everything together in terms of testing your blood um, and understanding what's going on with your body and then treating it holistically. Phenomenal. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in and we will see you on the next episode.